Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio every single weeknight at 7 p.m. on their Nothing But Net channel. Also, Five Reasons Sports YouTube. As we speak, post up five hours going on. We do before floor an hour before every heat game. We've got content all day long. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you get everything and five reasons sports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. Get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others. We've got coverage of the other teams in town as well, including the dolphins, hurricanes, Panthers, and Marlins. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. That includes our fantasy sponsor. It's PrizePicks.com. Use the code five F I V E get your initial deposit matched. Up to $100, you don't have to play it all at once. You can play two, three, four, five players together. Don't do what I did tonight and pair three players together and get two of them to hit in the first half and the third doesn't hit at all. But if you go to prizepicks.com, use that code five, start playing, get your initial deposit matched. Again, up to $100, and that's just with our code FIVE. And now tonight's Heat going to their eighth conference finals since 2005. Episode. Down the bitch gang. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck the said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop with one hand. Impact we trust. It's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. At some point, we may be joined by Alex Toledo, who you can follow at Tropical Blanket. The Miami Heat dominate the third quarter tonight. Uh, Jimmy Butler with another masterclass, Eric Spolster with another masterclass, tremendous performance, a double double for Max Struess as a starter. Gabe Vincent fills in for Kyle Lowry and does a solid job. Bam Adebayo's defense on Joel Embiid was absolutely tremendous. Um, and James Harden, and I'm just going to get my flowers here at the very beginning of this. Okay. James Harden, who heat fans wanted a couple of years ago. And I have said you will never win a championship when James Harden is one of your two best players. James Harden tonight went scoreless in the second half with Joel Embiid hitting the floor 20 times, playing with 3,000 injuries and Tyrese Maxey doing everything that he could. James Harden was a complete no-show in the second half of the season. You know who else was a no-show? The Philadelphia crowd. They all started leaving halfway through the fourth. They showed up late. I don't want to hear anything about Heat fans again after watching that. But we're going to celebrate what the Heat did tonight because basically, Greg, what they did was the, they, they reached the bar that we set, okay? And a lot of us had set. 
What was the bar this year? Get to the conference finals. See where you can go from there. See if Milwaukee shows up on the other side. It looks like Milwaukee may show up on the other side. The Miami Heat are ready for the Milwaukee Bucks and anybody else with the way that they played tonight, led again by somebody who has been one of the two best players in the playoffs, Jimmy Butler. Where to start? This was unbelievable. The suffocating defense was was just masterful to watch. And you're right. Like they got to, this is the thing about every single team that's been built here in Miami since Pat Riley arrived. We often say the main thing is the main thing. And and the main thing is winning championships, but more than that, truthfully, when they build teams and they build rosters, it's about competing for championships and getting to the conference finals by my view is you're in contention. And for them to have made that it's eight times in since 2005, as you said, in the open, um, that's, that's nearly half of two decades that they're sending their teams into contention. Like, I think that that should just be put in perspective. First off, we're going to start with the macro. Um, I, I cannot speak highly enough of Jimmy Butler. He is doing things that I have not seen any heat player do. Um, over and over again tonight, he was just unbelievable on both ends. Uh, Max Struess, um, they scouted him back in 2019. I went and found the tweet tonight because I just had to. Uh, it was May. Go get 19th. your flowers. Go get your yes, flowers. I'm saying, and and <laughs> you know, I was told that they that they sent a scout to watch every home game of his to literally, uh, and so it's just cool to now see that come to fruition here and. Uh, and just the defensive effort tonight, I thought was really, really strong. I thought that they uh, did things in terms of just stopping runs. Anytime Philadelphia felt like they had any level of life, they they were very poised. They never got sped up. And it's just an all-around wall-to-wall great victory. Um, and you're right. Like, now that you, you take a shot at the defending champs, you have home court, which I think we're going to end up by the end of this playoff saying – that them getting the one seed was a, was a clutch move for them as they got through this thing. Uh, those game fives at home, those are huge. Uh, so, you know, I'm psyched. Brady will break this down X's and O's wise. Cause you know, I'm full of emotion at the moment. I love that they're back in the conference finals and it's cool that they have a, like, listen, I'm not a fan of this NBA award stuff with this new conference finals MVP, but if they're going to give them out, Give them the heat players. So let's go get one, Jimmy. I, I want to say this about tonight, too. Uh, it was kind of a joy listening to Hubie Brown tonight because he's the first analyst other than Mark or play-by-play guy or analyst other than Mark Jones this whole year who oh, I've heard speak to what Eric Spolster and the Heat have actually accomplished. Uh, he went on and on about how well-prepared they were tonight, how disciplined they were tonight, how connected they were tonight, Um, you know, what they got out of players up and down the roster and Brady, look, we have spent, I don't know how many podcasts the four of us have done this year. It's a lot. Uh, and we've spent a lot of them analyzing Eric Spolster's moves in a variety of ways and dealing with the micro and the macro and everything and why you play this guy or not play this guy or why you go to zone or why are you soft switching or why, but the reality to me, okay. What makes a great coach is not the one rotation move or the one strategy tweak. It's knowing your team and getting your team prepared to play in situations 
like this, a game seven, a closeout, and pretty much they played perfectly. Like it wasn't anything spectacular. They just did until the end where things got a little shaky and Gabe wasn't, you know, really paying attention and some things that were going on. But they just did everything right. They just made correct decisions. They played with poise. They didn't let Philadelphia speed them up. Um, and, and we go back now to the sideline confrontation that everybody thought was the death knell of this season. And you look at the way that Eric managed that situation out of it and how he got a team prepared to close out. And I, I put it on Twitter and I forgot one. Okay. But to me, this is the second most impressive closeout road performance in the playoffs since the 2006 championship that was won in Dallas. The other one was 2011 and in Chicago, uh, that game five and those last three minutes that Dwayne and LeBron went absolutely nuclear to win it. But that, that Brady was Dwayne and LeBron. Okay. Just doing it themselves to a certain degree. This was Eric Spolstra leading a team with his, in a lot of ways, handpicked players, former two ways, undrafted free agents and getting them to play at a level that simply these high paid guys on Philadelphia could not match. Yeah. in the comparable season you're throwing out there, I was three years old. So obviously that was a long time ago that we're discussing a comparable season now where this is a total different Eric Spolster. This is a total different uh, season to Eric Spolster in terms of uh, just the ways he gets into things. I think, I know for a fact we're going to talk about the defense in this pod and, and specifically Bam Adebayo, but Eric Spolster deserves as much credit probably as Bam Adebayo does defensively with the amount of stuff that he's done, I guess, this season with, uh, I think back to earlier in the season when they were going to Omer Gertzman because they didn't have Bam playing. And then they go to uh, Gabe Vincent at the time wasn't who Gabe Vincent is now. And they're going to him because Kyle Lowry's out and all the way down the line that we constantly talk about them going in and out of players. Uh, I know if you got your flowers with Harden, uh, and Greg, you got your flowers. Uh, with, I can't even remember what you got Struce, your flowers Struce. for. Struce, identifying Struce in 2019. <laughs> I will give my flowers for saying that I can now talk about the schematics from this series because I don't want to get a finger point. They totally just threw Philly off their game with that adjustment. Like they really did after game four when it was 2-2 and everybody was stressed. It felt like they were down 3-1 in a series the way you went, when you clicked on your social media apps. And that one single adjustment, yes, they shot better. They shot better in game five specifically. But them saying, okay, we are not going to switch Bam Adebayo out into the perimeter anymore and rely on Kyle Lowry's and Tyler Heroes and, and Max Struess to guard him, Joel Embiid on the backside. And they said, we're going to fight through screens. We're going to go into drop coverage. We're going to allow Bam to be Bam Adebayo and constantly contain and have every the ball in front of him at all times. That's what turned this all around. Like, it really did. So I think that deserves a ton of credit, just the way that they've been able to kind of turn this series around defensively. Uh, and there was a lot of adjustments in this game that I think Spolstra also gets or should get credit for. Uh, there was the one early on where uh, Green got hurt, so they put Thibel in. And what they did was obviously Tyler Hero guards him. And the one thing that Philly likes to do offensively was all series, as much as you say Harden can't get by anybody, he still was searching for switches all, all series. Like, he was trying to get Tyler Hero on him. He's trying to get Max Struess on him. What they did was when Thibault came up for the screen, they blitzed Harden. And they said, okay, we're going to make Harden uncomfortable. If he makes that pass, okay, it's Thibault. We're not worried about him offensively. The first time that happened, Hero got the steal, went the other direction, and they laid it in. They found counters to what Philly wanted to get to as well, that – uh, it just felt like Philly was not prepared for what Miami had in terms of those two counters that I just 
uh, kind of talked about. And they even did the thing with Tyler where, yes, he's been bothered by doubles and blitzes all series. And that kind of attention has allowed other guys to play well. They started getting him in, on the move in the second quarter, which I thought was probably one of the most important things this game that probably won't get talked about is they got him on the move. They were getting him off of tight curls to kind of just get put the ball in front of him to allow him to get to the basket. And that really was kind of the first punch that I think Miami threw him. So the adjustments, we know that's Eric Spolster's kind of household thing. It's just the in-game adjustments schematically. Uh, and when you talk about and think about seasons, I guess at least that I know of, not 2006, but in recent memory, this has to be at the top of just using all of his tools that he has. Yeah, I mean, look, when we talk about Eric Spolster's career, uh, there's going to be a lot of sort of career arc moments we discuss. Um, and, and, you know, th there obviously was, you know, the ability to manage eventually the big three team, even though it was complicated at first. Well, first he had to establish himself as a playoff coach and he did that with Dwayne and not a whole lot else. And then, you know, the big three and just surviving it really, that was the thing, just survive it. Like don't get fired. <laughs> okay. And as Eric told me many times during the big three era, he said, there were three times, if I was in another organization, I would have been fired. He says the first time was when we signed LeBron because no other organization would have put <laughs> this coach with this little experience in charge of that team. He said the second one was when we were in nine and eight because no other organization would have backed the coach under that circumstance and those expectations. And the third time, the third time was in the 2011 finals where it didn't pan out. He says any other coach in any other situation would have been fired. We are now 11 years later, okay? He's got two championships. He took a team to the finals. Before we get to break, I want to say one other thing about this. The bubble's final narrative is dead. It is dead. It died tonight, okay? You cannot keep trotting that narrative out that this team is a product of the bubble. Where are the Lakers? Where are the Nuggets, okay? We may see the Celtics on the other side. We don't know yet. But those were the final four teams that year. Eric Spolster has taken a team two years later. They're traveling again. They're playing in hostile environments. He just won on the road. Okay. The bubble, you didn't have to go on the road other than to Orlando in an antiseptic environment. That narrative is, is finished and he did it tonight. And we're going to get into the organizational stuff next. Okay. Because I think Pat Riley deserves some flowers here too. And so does Andy Ellisberg. And so does Adam Simon and Chet Kammerer and all across the line here. They did it tonight with a starting backcourt of undrafted players making the minimum who were former two-way contracts. And I had a conversation with a very high-level Heat executive in the offseason, and I said to him, are you guys serious about this? Like, I mean, you're serious about it, right? I mean, you trust in Gabe to be a rotation player. You trust in Max to be a rotation player. He said, we can't guarantee it, but they've worked hard. They're on the right trajectory. We're going to give them a chance. And tonight, with Gabe Vincent as a starting point guard in place of a guy that we weren't even talking about. I mean, the national media hardly discussed the fact that Kyle Lowry, okay, six-time NBA All-Star, future Hall of Famer, wasn't playing. Those two guys in the starting backcourt, one of them had a double-double, and the other was in there at the end. Uh, that is an organizational achievement, but it's also an Eric Spolster achievement. All right, we're going to talk about more of this stuff <coughs> when we come back. Alex may join us here. He's going to get on some of those calls also. We also want to mention one of our great sponsors. It's Water Cleanup of Florida. If you're a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim, if you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage, you got to find a reputable, fully licensed 
insured and certified contractor water cleanup in Florida here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. We might send them to Philadelphia, but they only service South Florida, unfortunately. Okay. So from Boca on down, they'll handle it at Delray too. Um, they got over 60 years of combined experience. Michael Robert and the team prepare to handle any size disaster. I don't know if I'll sick the James Harden contract on them, but anything else, they're third generation contractors in South Florida. They want to maintain a sterling reputation and they'll make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. So reach out to them to handle everything for you. One-stop shop. Call Michael anytime in his personal cell, 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Watercleanupflorida.com. Let's... Go ahead, Greg. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Okay. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts, just like the Heat did in game six. I've been waiting to say that. All right. So let's uh let's move on here a little bit with, with some of the individual performances. I, I wanna uh Jimmy, we, we just did a whole podcast on Jimmy. I recommend you listen to it. It all applies. Um, he has been one of the two best players in the playoffs. He they he he will not allow anybody to speed him up. That that's the thing. It's just he is playing at his own pace right now getting to his spots. The next series against Milwaukee may be different. We discussed that last night. If it is Milwaukee, it may be different against Boston. But this series, he played it perfectly. He did not come to South Beach to retire, as it turns out. He came to South Beach to eliminate a team that decided to go another direction. But I want to get to this, Greg. Bam Adebayo tonight. This is the kind of thing that Heat fans have been frustrated by not taking enough shots. And I don't think any of them care about it tonight because of what he, Joel, what he did to Joel Embiid tonight. If it was possible to bother Joel more than the mask did more than the thumb did Bam did. Yeah. And you know, we talked about what we saw from Bam when he put pressure on Joel Embiid, even in the games in Philadelphia where they lost when they tried to make comebacks and obviously then they would slip away and, and things just didn't work out. Uh, and then obviously it was such a blowout in game five that I don't know that Bam necessarily, I mean, he made things tough for Joel Embiid, but I felt like after Joel had the ball hit his face, he kind of was just, he made himself kind of non-functional to a degree tonight. It was a whole different story. This is the type of game and Bam was five of five. So, I mean, we don't like him taking five shots, but in a game where the flow is like this and Jimmy is controlling the game, the tempo, the mid-range, when his mid-range jumper is hitting the way that it is right now, and obviously the threes went down too, to, uh, like it just makes Jimmy unstoppable, the way that he can probe the defense. Um, not to look at me veering in the Jimmy direction again, but Bam suffocated not just Joel Embiid, but there were multiple other possessions that he got in on, um, that he helped on, uh, the, the communication from this team and how connected they were throughout the entire game. It's just to pull up that kind of defensive performance. And I've looked at no numbers. I know coach, uh, the coach, Sean Rochester, sometimes will have cleaning the glass pulled up as we do these post-game pods. We don't have that luxury tonight, but just my eye test says that this is one of the better defensive performances that uh, we've seen from them in the playoffs. So uh, again, that was spearheaded in part by Jimmy, and he's just going nuclear at the moment, but also Bam Adebayo was the backbone of all that. Did you get into it from a scheme perspective and what they did tonight? Because I, I know, Brady, that 
I mean, obviously you touched on the not, the not sort of soft switching and, and, and the adjustment uh, that was made there. The thing to me that's so remarkable about Bam defensively is that they can make any adjustment with him and they can do it mid series. They can do it mid game. They could do it mid quarter. Like there's virtually, there's no defense that you can throw. There's no player you can put. I mean, he's guarded Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving on the perimeter. There's no player. There's no defensive scheme. There's no, where you say, okay, we can't handle this with bam. To to me, that's the thing that makes their defense. uh, I mean, again, we talk about Spolstra, but Spolstra wouldn't be able to do, you know, two thirds of the things that he tries if bam couldn't adjust to them. Yeah, and to that exact point where you were just saying that no matter what adjustment you throw at him, uh, it doesn't matter if it's a guard, it doesn't matter who it is, that he can kind of uh, do whatever. I think I learned it. I think we all learned it. I think Spo learned it. They're, what they're going to do from here moving on is they're going to put Bam closest to the best player on the other team. And if it's Trey Young, they're going to blitz out and they're going to make sure that Bam's closest to Trey Young, however many feet behind the three-point line. If it's Joel Embiid, they're going to play drop. So guess what? Bam is close to Embiid and glued to him at all times. Yes, that was an adjustment made pretty recently, but I think that's what we're going to see moving forward. Like, as much as Jimmy Butler's the importance of this offense right now, like, Bam needs to be in every action defensively if they want to be maximized. And I think that's kind of the key here is that it doesn't matter what team they, what kind of player they play. Giannis, the most dominant player in this league, you're going to have to keep Bam near him if they end up advancing like that's going to be the key here uh but specifically in this game just looking at what he did to Embiid uh the most like we know he can front and deny like I think one of the most underrated parts of his defense is the ability to deny passes or not only the way to look it off but but players will look at him and say okay I'm gonna go back to the weak side and go to my left because Bam's sitting there denying but the way he's able to stay in front of Embiid when he's on a face-up, like where he's not able to get an advantage, even when he's flopping to the floor and kind of getting by and getting to the line. That's the type of thing because they're sitting here chanting MVP, a guy that was probably second in MVP voting, and he can't get by Bam straight up. Like I've watched Bam absolutely palm his elbow jumper and go in the other direction and Jimmy's getting fouled. Like the stuff he's able to do on high-level offensive talents, Embiid, Trey Young, now we'll get to see it against Giannis. If it's a finals, maybe it's a Steph Curry, maybe it's a Devin Booker. Like, that's the beauty of it. It doesn't matter to Ethan's point who they throw at him. Eric Spolster has an adjustment just because of the way he can move Bam basically all over the floor. And by the way, we've seen them try – like, we've seen teams do stuff offensively where you try to eliminate a certain player – They've done it all season where they try to eliminate Bam as much as possible from plays. Like, that's not a normal thing, I guess, to happen in this league where you're saying, let's get Bam on a switch and pull him as far deep into the corner as possible so he's not in the play. Like, the fact that you can adjust, I guess, and say, okay, we're going to drop and make sure that's not possible. Like, it's such, I guess, a key to have in your back pocket to kind of utilize when, you're, when you have this much of a talent. Right, putting a couple other stats up there too, and what they overcame tonight. Uh, they shot, as you mentioned, they they shot twenty five percent from three, um, consistent with what they shot in the first two games in Philadelphia. It didn't matter tonight because of the way that they defended. I know that the narratives, in a lot of ways, are going to be about Embiid being hurt, about Philadelphia. We've already heard it. People are already tweeting at me that there's no mention of the Heat on any of the post game shows, obviously, other than ours, um, which we do recommend you guys check that out on the YouTube channel. But, but I think I keep coming back to this with this team. 
you know, they, they went through some valleys. Okay. Obviously three weeks left in the regular season, incorporating Depot tonight. Oladipo gave them good minutes again. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, he didn't win them the game. We've talked about maybe him winning them a play. He won them maybe one against Atlanta in, in, in round one. Um, but he, he, he was effective when he was out there. Tyler, uh, you know, you mentioned that, that he found some things with him uh, in this game. Uh, still only finished with 10 points. Wasn't a factor in the fourth. Never really had the breakout game in this series. Turned out, you know, they didn't need it. In, in a lot of ways, he was essentially, you know, a decoy because of the way that Philadelphia decided uh, to play him. Uh, you look at PJ Tucker, who had, I, I thought he was great tonight. Uh, you know, he, he had some ups and downs in this series as well, but I, I didn't think he played well in the two games in Philadelphia previously. I thought he played extremely uh, well tonight. Uh, but, but I want to, I want to pivot back here after the break to Max Struess because, you know, I, I tweeted this. If Max Struess was doing this in New York, they'd be treating him like Jeremy Lin. It would be Struessanity. Uh, you know, what, what we've seen him do here is is crazy i mean it's really it really is crazy and brady you got something i just wanted to say that uh slip in a doc rivers quote from post game where he said i came to the conclusion at the end of this game that we were just not good enough to beat miami and i just look at that like doc is one of those guys that just says what he's thinking and he just says it how it is uh but that just kind of tells you i guess where this heat team is right now like where what are we 15 minutes out of uh, out of the game being over, and that's already being said. I just wanted to put that up. But, Brady, you know what that is? You know, th- that is the people in the league know. Okay? So everybody's on me for being too fixated on the national media this year because it's just – it's been so comical. Okay? And, look, today there was a little bit of coverage at the beginning. I told everybody there would be because George listened to five on the floor last night. We communicated, and he ended up using some of the stats on, on the broadcast. Um but they haven't followed this team. They don't understand this team. This team doesn't make sense to the national media observer. Who is this Struess? Who is this Vincent? Oh, heat culture. Just And it's funny because- Who is this exact, stress? Stress, right. Well, this heat, exa- heat executive said this to me last week that now every single agent of an undrafted player is trying to get their player to Miami, even if their player is no good, because they think that the heat can just sprinkle a little culture on that player. Like it's a condiment. And all of a sudden that player is going to sprout into a Struess or a Robinson here is done or any of these other guys, right? It, it's ridiculous. Okay. But, but the, the national media can't put this team into any context. They don't understand it, but the coaches do the coaches do. If you listen to the coaches this year, okay. And the things they talked about with the heat, those things all manifested themselves tonight. Well-prepared, connected, play for each other, multiple in terms of the schemes that they can play offensively and defensively, can beat you a bunch of different ways, can go bigger if they need to, but can go smaller, can roll 11 or 12 guys at you. The coaches, whatever want, people want to mock Doc or whatever, he was named the top 15 coach in NBA history. He's looking at this team and saying, we're not as good as them. Okay. We, we might have, you know, James Harden and his $200 million contract. Okay. Or whatever it's going to be. We may have Embiid even in his limited state at this stage. We have Tobias Harris. I mean, nobody's putting any pressure on Tobias Harris. What's that guy getting paid? He didn't step up tonight. Okay. And, and you're looking at those guys. And you've got Max Struess making 1.8 million, and you've got James Harden making 45 million, and Max Struess kicked his ass tonight. 
<laughs> okay. Kicked his they, ass tonight. They traded uh, Jimmy to us. <laughs> they traded Jimmy there because they they chose Ben, which I guess they also chose Tobias. They chose Tobias. And not only did they choose Tobias, they chose Tobias and Horford and then used Horford completely incorrectly where Al had to go to another team, basically sit out a year, and now he's come back as himself in as a quality player in Boston. They've mismanaged this. The Heat may play in the conference finals a team whose best player Philadelphia could have taken in the draft, but traded a first-round pick to move up and take Markel Fultz instead of Jason Tatum. And so you have one organization that is run that way, and you have their head coach looking at the Heat and saying, we can't compete with the way they're run. We can't compete with what they've put out there. He looked at the Miami Heat, a team with Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Caleb Martin playing significant minutes tonight. Okay, the first, obviously, Martin Fewer, and said, we can't beat that team. We can't beat that team. To me, that tells me everything. I'm going to let Greg finish the podcast on the end. I'm going to let you go solo here on the end because we got a bunch of days to get into this. We don't know when they're going to play again. We're waiting for Milwaukee, obviously, against Boston on Friday night. The series could start Sunday. That's what I was told, but that's unlikely. Probably going to start next Tuesday. We'll see where it goes. We'll let Greg gather his thoughts here. I do want to talk about another sponsor of the Five Reasons uh, Sports Network here. We've got a lot of great sponsors here, but we want I do want to mention before I go, uh, All Pro Construction Builders. Okay, All Pro Construction Builders. They're based down in in uh, in, in the Miami area, but they service uh, they first service further south in Monroe. They also service uh, in addition to Dade Broward and what they're for hurricane season. Okay, you got to protect your home or business. Reach out to All Pro Construction Builders. <coughs> Excuse me. They specialize in the impact windows and doors for residential and commercial properties. All Pro Construction, a state certified licensed and insured general contractor. They service, as I said, Miami Dade, Monroe, and also Broward County. They use only locally made products. Reach out to our guy, Danny. He was texting me about the game during the game. He's a huge Heat fan. And you mentioned five reasons you get a 10% discount, but deal with the owner from start to finish. A family business here, competitive pricing, but also quality service and get the impact windows and doors before a hurricane basically blows your house down, okay? We know what houses are worth these days. 305-484-4429, 305-484-4429. Reach out to Danny. And I want to mention one other sponsor who's been with us the whole year. We really appreciate him. Eric Rubenstein, personal injury attorney, sponsors Brady's appearances here on the podcast. Another huge Heat fan. This is something that all of our sponsors seem to have in common. We see him at the games all the time. You can find him on Instagram and ask about me. I got you. Reach out to Eric at 954-829-ERIC, not the K like Spolstra, 954-829-ERIC. He can help you with slip and falls. He can help you with medical malpractice, car accidents, help you get your money. So reach out to Eric Rubenstein and also, again, our friends at All Pro Construction Builders. If you have any questions about businesses, I get this stuff all the time with our sponsors. You can DM me and I'll send you all the information as well. All right, Greg, you've got a minute. Take us home. With negative cap space, the Miami Heat somehow negotiated with the Philadelphia 76ers to have Jimmy Butler traded to the Miami Heat, who he then has taken to the conference finals two out of his three seasons in Miami 
franchise player. The Miami Heat never tanked, no process, no losing on purpose, no 2K roster building, not treating people like robots. Got Tyler Hero, bam, out of bio in the late lottery. Two guys that are now flanking Jimmy Butler as they head to the Eastern Conference Finals again. What more can we say? They go around the entire roster. They find all these different guys that are playing above their contracts. They develop them. They have all of these players that fit. The pieces fit. Spolstra is at probably um, the height of his powers. That could This is crazy. Could Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler be at the height of their powers at the same time? I'm excited for the conference finals. 76ers you would rather be the 76ers George didn't mean that I for I I really truly believe deep down in my soul that George didn't believe that and he just was playing along because we're a bunch of heat fans I'll say this George tried tonight he tried I think we got to let George off the hook he's paid his penance at this stage um of course and we will continue uh five reasons YouTube Five on the floor, be going all week. Uh, we're waiting on Milwaukee or Boston. Make sure you subscribe to Off the Floor. We're going to provide more and more exclusive content there. It's $3.05 a month, $30 for the entire year. Uh, and it's free for the first week if you just want to give it a shot. Prizepicks.com, use that code 5 FIVE. Reach out to Eric Rubenstein if you need a personal injury attorney. Uh, reach out to all pro construction builders, it, you know, prepare for a hurricane, and also our friends at Water Cleanup of Florida. The Sixers have the schmutz. The Heat have the guts. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.